the thing. Melissa, Spider-Man 2 is coming out this week for PlayStation 5. I cannot wait. I'm super excited. I know you're not a video game person, uh, but have you watched any playthroughs of of this first Spider-Man game? No. No. Oh, is this is this really enjoy it? Is this Peter or Miles? Uh, Peter's in the first one, and then they did like a little standalone game. I guess you could say is like 1.5 that was focused on Miles. And uh, both of them have been fantastic, Uh, just absolutely incredible. And the sequel comes out on Friday and I'm stoked. I cannot wait. Um, Okay, is this original stuff or (laughs) it is top tier? It's an original story. Um, Okay, and they do it. They knock it out of the park. Yeah. When you put this on our docket, I imagined it was a. A remastered, because I know this movie came out like 20 years ago. You're like, a remastered book? <laughs> new edition of a video game based on Spider-Man 2, the Sam Raimi film. And I'm like, yeah, it's one of the best films. I bet it would make a good game. There's a secret <laughs> playable character where you're uh, <laughs> Al Sparks in the elevator. You yeah, can play yeah. as Joel McHale, the bank teller, and it's exclusive mini game. It's up to you now. Do you want to give Aunt May a bank loan? Now you have the power to do so. From PlayStation 5. Amazing. Yeah, um, I, <laughs> I, I cannot wait, but I, I, I think I, you absolutely should at the very least find some kind of playthrough uh, oh, and, and hold on. check it out. What are you requiring of me? Do I have to watch a playthrough of the entire game? What is the minimum I need to watch? I don't know. Um, <laughs> to say I've done it. it, it it's. Uh, I, mean, I mean, the main campaign is like if, you, if you're playing it is like, I, I think, like 30 hours in that first one. Uh, but I'm pretty sure you can find like a shortened version of that where it's it's like all the cut scenes or stuff like that and that probably tightens it up uh quite a bit there but uh yeah if like it's it's just it's such a such a good story so good i i believe you i believe you every time but i i draw a line between me and video games i don't need <laughs> to feel guilty about another art form That I can't participate in enough. (laughs) You don't need to feel guilty at all. (laughs) I'm not here to guilt you. Um, Just a a, a recommendation because I know it's something you would like. And I'm super excited about the sequel. But that's all. That's all I have have to say on 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 that. Uh, But yeah, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to number 256 of the Whatnots Captain's Log where each week we thirst for the taste of legend. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you? I want to interrogate our catchphrase here, that we thirst for the taste of legend, because I think we are far more thirst than we are legend. How often do we talk about legends? It could be the legend of some hidden secret Mountain Dew flavor that that never okay. came out. It could be uh, 
<laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. In the Venn diagram intersection between thirst and legend, we do thoroughly cover whatever the, that intersection is. I <laughs> Legends we don't get into often. What are some of the top Captain's Log legends we have discussed? Captain's Log legends. Um I mean, my mind always goes back to the early one of you finding that weird neighborhood with the obelisk. Thank you. That I always thank you. Thank you. Is a sex cult. Thank you for not not. calling it a sex cult anymore. That makes it sound so sinister when I think everybody there is pretty nice. They just (laughs) swing after hours. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's that. Uh, I mean, it's like, I don't know. you're just putting me on the spot here for for like what what are the legendary episodes of the captain's log <laughs> just the le- or like a legend we have investigated something we mm. went and talked about uh in preparation for next week's big halloween special where we revisit episodes of the past year i listened to the episode where we went through our respective states various symbols like what's sure yeah you know the uh oklahoma state meal and the missouri state bird and whatever and we found weird stuff back there like there's legends in there jim the wonder dog is a legend i can't believe i forgot when you told the story that your friend's parents had a weird dog and they had the dog put through a pet psychologist and the psych or a pet psychic and the psychic's like this dog is a reincarnation of hitler <laughs> yeah <laughs> like not even just a nazi the big one the number one guy hitler. what be what became of that i don't i think it was so haunting i trapped it in a, a little space in my brain and now that i've remembered it again what how like that it, that was just it it was a thing that that happened, and I remember my friend talking about it. But he was also like my friendship with him didn't sour or anything. But we just kind of went our separate right. ways. My friend group was different, um, stuff like that. So like I, I saw him for years and years after that, but it's just like not something that like we ever talked about again. It was just like, oh, yeah, your dog is Hitler. All right, moving on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Like, it's just it's just a thing that happened and no one questioned it. I I don't know. It's a legend. (laughs) This is truly a perplexing detail in the narrative of your life. Right. God, I, yeah. <laughs> Yesterday, I, I, I wonder, like, what happened to that dog, or like, what, what, what's the deal with that pet psychic that they went to? Who? Right. Right. Is, did they ask? Have you talked to other pets who are also reincarnations of historical figures, and what were they? <laughs> Do we Find have the only notorious on villain High, in the town? Three. <laughs> Yesterday, I I Googled lists of urban legends to get myself in the mood like legends. We must discuss them more. And I think we have talked about urban legends on the podcast. Sometimes you told me about the bunny man. I think I told you about like the the bobbleheads. I told you about Joshua Castle, a personal legend. I remember that one. 
this list was the top urban legend in every state. And it's just like a little listicle. Everything is a blurb. So I'm not getting a lot of rich detail here. But scanning through the list of states, it's so funny to me that a lot of these urban legends involve a ghost of a woman who died in her wedding dress. Not on her wedding night, but like later something happens to her and she... Right. Like she put on her wedding dress to kill her cheating husband. Uh, You know, her her husband left to during the Great Depression or whatever to get a job and bring money and food back to his family. And the husband never came back and the children were starving and the wife went mad and put the wedding dress back on and killed the children and killed herself. Like it's all that stuff. Yeah. Like the wedding dress specifically is such a recurring theme. I've heard it in other stories. You've heard this before. You've seen it in a in a, a spooky movie, read it in a scary stories to tell in the dark. Sure. Yeah. I have never heard of a man putting on his wedding tuxedo to do any crimes or die. There's never a tuxedo ghost. It's probably because most of the men just rent the tux. They don't actually buy oh. it and like treasure it. So they had to give it back. Oh, that is a good point. That is a good point. <laughs> I, you're right. I don't know. I don't know any specific women in my life who have kept their wedding dress. My, my mom didn't. I don't think my sister-in-law did. It's not a sure. question I ask a lot of people. I've never asked like Jack's mom. If she still has her wedding dress. But I have, but I've seen it in movies. The people hold on to that. You're right. I have never heard of I held on to my wedding tuxedo. (laughs) I'm passing it on to my own son. (laughs) Yeah, that's an interesting thing, though. I I feel like like that makes me want to then say, okay, most of these stories are fake. Um, (laughs) Because it is such a wedding dress detail. It's such a striking detail that I feel pulls on like symbols of purity and and like oh this is the woman who was a virgin and saved herself for marriage and Mm. like which is stuff you get in like horror movies all the time right so it it just it it feels like it's a detail from something like that instead of no Mm. this actually happened i'm sure certain things out there probably did happen that way who knows but yeah, to have so many of them. Have right. That. Like be original. If you let's say I did a, a deep dive into Missouri urban legends and I'm like, we don't have enough. So I'm going to make a new one. I got to tread new ground. I'm not doing wedding dress ghost again. I'm going to have somebody who died wearing like a Burger King uniform. There you and go. They the king. <laughs> walk the no. <laughs> Right. There's no stories of somebody who died in a mascot costume and continues to haunt in the guise of the mascot costume. Nobody's like, I was my local McDonald's, Ronald McDonald for like kids parties and stuff. Then I died. I have to live the entire hereafter or not live it, as it were, as Ronald McDonald. Yeah. (laughs) No kids die in Halloween and are stuck wearing their like plastic Power Rangers costume forever. I I mean, there was that weird TikTok trend with the Grimace shake where they were like all of a sudden it's like a crime scene photo, right? Like that could potentially have been the start 
of one of these new urban legends where like someone did actually die from the grimace shake and they they and, and, but they were also in a grimace costume and they will forever haunt the parking lot of this <laughs> McDonald's as when you, Grimace. When you, re- when you rearrange the letters in their name, it spells Grimace. Yeah. <laughs> On this exactly. list, the urban legend for Illinois was only from the 90s. So many of these other ones were like, a miner died in 1849. No, the I, Illinois no, I've seen one. That episode of Scooby Doo. <laughs> The Illinois one was that kids in the 90s saw somebody lurking around their neighborhood dressed as Homie the Clown from In Living Color. Uh Not even a generic clown or the somewhat older Pennywise. Homie the Clown. What's up, homie? What was the the urban legend for Oklahoma? Do you have that one? Um... Let me get back to this. I'm going to I don't remember it off the top of my head. I think I got down that far. Let's see. Urban well, according to this list, which is from insider.com, mm, a site that has everything, but I don't know if it has the best of anything. Oklahoma, the mysterious shaman's portal. The mysterious occurrences in Beaver Dunes Park have been attributed to the fact that it was Built upon ancient Native American burial grounds, which is why it's called the Shaman's Portal. It's also known as the Oklahoma Bermuda Triangle. Mm. Mysterious things have happened in the park, starting with the Spanish conquistadors who went missing while searching for gold in the 1500s. Since then, paranormal activity seekers flock to the dunes. Some people claim that a UFO crashed there and a group in the 90s who tested the soil said it was abnormal. What kind of group? Normal soil. How abnormal and how group? <laughs> this could just be any two people. Um, let's see, let's see. I didn't get to the end of the list. Let me see what Virginia has. Maybe it is oh, Virginia's is the bunny man. Yep, I, I I do remember that. Uh I am looking at a website. Uh this is travelok.com and it's all of the spooky legends from Oklahoma. Um it says the Elmer McCurdy, the sideshow mummy. Uh Elmer McCurdy is more famous for what happened after his death than anything he did in his life. Many p- people believe he was an outlaw, a drunk, and part of a notoriously incompetent gang that roamed Oklahoma and the surrounding states during the turn of the century. By all accounts, Elmer should have been forgotten after he was killed during a shootout in 1911. Instead, Elmer's corpse was taken to a funeral home in Pahuska, Oklahoma, uh, where an undertaker decided to embalm the unclaimed remains. He charged visitors a nickel to see the mummy for several years before a circus man claiming he was McCurdy's relative swindled the funeral home into selling him McCurdy's corpse. Afterwards, the body was brought what was bought and sold numerous times as part of a variety of freak shows, carnivals and traveling acts for decades. Speaking of, of which, um, my partner 
just uh, let me know that like, hey, in the next weekend or two is the freak festival here in Oklahoma. Oh, of course. Um, It's Halloween. Right. Yeah. Uh, It says in the 1970s, uh, his remains made their way to Long Beach where they were put on display at an amusement park. The popular television show The Six Million Dollar Man was filming at the park in 1976 when a crew member moved what he thought was a mannequin and broke one of the arms off, p- p- proving without a doubt that it was an actual man. Uh, after some research, the body was identified as Elmer McCurdy and finally buried in the Boot Hill section of Summit View Cemetery in Guthrie on April 22nd, 1977, after more than 60 years on the road. Uh, and the last little bit here says the Oklahoma medic or the, the local medical examiner ordered that two cubic yards of concrete be poured on top of Elmer's g- grave, ensuring that his remains will never be disturbed again. Murder mystery weekends at the Stone Lion Inn sometimes include a visit to the grave. Ooh. You know what we lost? With the onset of the internet, paying a nickel to see a weird thing. I mean, there's still just out like there. Like guy brings it to. It's always a. I've never heard of a woman who's got a thing she'll show you for a nickel that's some sort of oddity or curio. <laughs> Maybe an ankle back in the day, a scandalous <laughs> right. ankle for one nickel. <laughs> Don't get to go to like a carnival. This guy's got like a curtain. He's like, give me a nickel. See, they'll show you what's behind the curtain. And it's like a weird thing. Not anymore. Yeah. Huh. I'd pay a nickel. That makes it feel more legitimate. I, if I can see it for free on the internet, how real is that? Yeah. I'm looking at some of these other stories. This one also mentions the shaman's portal over in Beaver. Beaver Dunes Park. Um, there's a hex ha- house over in Tulsa. Uh, Good. And then the, the spook light, which I, I feel like we've talked about on the show because that's right on the Missouri border. Mm, spook um, light. Spook light in. Uh, yeah, the spook light Pedria. in Joplin, Missouri. Yes, yes. Yeah. I have heard of this. Um, which just seems to be like, yeah, a mysterious light. Whether they claim it's like floating orbs or floating gas that hits the light just right now. I don't know. Um, there's also the Cry Baby Bridge in mm-hmm. Katusa. According to local legend, a Katusa woman raced across Old Boggy Creek Bridge on Friday, June 13th, 1924. A fierce storm had broken out and the woman was trying to hurry home. The only uh, other passenger, her newborn baby, which rested in the seat beside her. Uh, Blah, 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 blah. Tipped the carriage over. Chaos ensues, lost hold of the infant, can't find the baby, screaming for help, pouring rain, never found the child. Mm-hmm. I think she also slipped off of the, the, the thing here. 
Um, mm-hmm. but it- Gotta watch out for bridges. Nothing bad ever happens in a cul-de-sac. I've never heard of a spooky tale about a cul-de-sac. You had a spooky house in your neighborhood. Was it on your cul-de-sac? Um, tr- trying to think of what house. Oh, uh, so I the, the the spooky house that I think you're referring to when I was younger. I it it's it wasn't in a cul-de-sac, but it was our like square de sac. If that's a, a oh yes. Thing. Yeah, because it wasn't a circle, but it was it was a rectangle, but it was essentially the same thing. Um, looks like we also got some Bigfoot sightings here in Oklahoma. Good, you get some everywhere. Mag- magnetic hill in a place called Springer, which I might need to go go you got, visit yes, here. Go. Um, says uh witness a roadside attraction there you go which is what you were just talking about those uh that seems to defy the forces of gravity by driving to springer's famous magnetic hill if you park your car at the bottom of the hill on pioneer road and put it in neutral you'll feel your car being pulled uphill as you let off the brake Many explanations are given for this fun mystery. Locals think that the ghosts of car crashes past are the ones moving your car away from where they died. Um, There are also tales of a magnetic force in the area strong enough to crash a plane. Located just off of I-35 between Ardmore and Davis, Pioneer Road is in a Mm. rural area and in and it is advised that someone look out for traffic on the side of the road while attempted to be pulled up Magnetic Hill. There you go. Oklahoma's spooky urban legends, according to TravelOK.com. That's like the official tourist mm-hmm. website there. That's fun. Good. I. This is... We should do it more often. Get a legend in here every once in a while. Right. I'll have to go go see, see the, the, the Springer magnetic hill. Be like, I own this hill right here. This is mine. This is me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm charging you all a nickel from here on out. <laughs> I'm Kyle Springer of the magnetic hill springers. <laughs> of the magnetic hill springer fame. <laughs> that's good good stuff uh because because yeah i I guess since we last talked about all these urban legends i i hadn't lived out here so i didn't know Mm -hmm. any of these ones from you gotta learn so you are right gotta learn first time you move to a new place any hook hands found on any car doors in a lover's lane around here any hook sightings <laughs> how many wedding dress ghosts do you have what about prom dress ghosts right how about like hawaiian shirt wearing shirt? one of one except in scooby-doo zombie island i think there are there, some zombie tourists in there who are wearing hawaiian shirts yeah <laughs> that's funny um 
trying to think if there's any other things that we've talked about on the podcast that feel like urban legends at all. I don't know. Um, I, the 100 piece chicken meal sounds like an urban legend. Yeah, that's a good one. Even what you stumbled across in, in the, the parking lot of the office building that you thought was 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 like some kind of fast and furious what what have you yeah like that just like ghost cars could be what is that yeah ghost cars interesting good stuff speaking of uh ghosts and dead people and dead things M- melissa yes. you went to go see beetlejuice the stage m- musical tell me about that yes uh, my family and I had a whole day out of it. I went with my brothers and my adult nephew, uh, just go. us kids. And before we did this, we went to a Tim Burton themed pop up bar. Oh, one cool. of my brothers found, which is just like That's awesome. A lot of Halloween decorations in the basement of some sort of uh, a, a punk art venue. Sure. And they have a couple like pre-batch cocktails you can buy for seven dollars uh, and like a, a scavenger hunt you can do. But the place is very small, oh, cool. so you can see every other person at the same time. So there's not Pointing a lot of competition. It's like, oh, I found right, that we just We can just follow each other around <laughs> and do the scavenger <laughs> hunt. You know, it's fun. A lot of colored lights, you know, different areas. We were in Beetlejuice Corner. You could have been in. An Alice in Wonderland area. Uh-huh. <laughs> cool. A lot of things were represented. That's cool. That's fun. Uh, fun to find. Yeah. So we did that. And then we went to see Beetlejuice, the stage musical at the Fabulous Fox, the finest theater in St. Louis. And we needed to eat dinner before we went after the Burton Bar and before the show. Did the, like, the place Bar have that stolen prop that that we 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 talked about no no they did they did not have the the stolen delia deets sculpture i don't know where that is we lost the thread on that one oh well (laughs) right they just shut down filming and there were nobody was reporting on the stolen statue anymore (laughs) will it be back by the time the actors strike is over and they resume filming who will tell us who knows uh we, we we needed to eat dinner. The place we had our eye on had like too long of a wait or it was too far away or the menu wasn't right. So eventually we're just like, forget it. Let's just go to the fancy restaurant that's attached to the fancy theater. It's more money than we'd be willing to pay, but it's right there. Yeah. This was the perfect choice. If you're in a similar boat, I encourage you to do it. Treat yourself. To the restaurant that is attached to the theater, you show up early, you get really good parking, you walk right in this fancy little restaurant. It was attached, like there was a door. It goes right into the theater, and they're like, anything you buy here, you can bring in there. We'll oh, give cool. you like a cocktail and a to-go cup. You know, <laughs> my brother got like a flatbread pizza. He's put it at the leftover his little box for him. Like, we'll make you anything, and you take it into the theater. This place is so funny. It looks like this gorgeous decadent like opulent movie theater palace from decades gone by it looks so fancy but also it's like we're selling like a little cup of ice cream guy will walk around be like who wants uh, a licorice rope <laughs> you just eat there dipping in your nuts. seat you're and you're dipping and you're nuts like here. right and you're like little velvet seats 
That's uh, funny. So I had like a, a steak frites, not fries, steak frites. Okay. And a cocktail felt very fancy. I recommend That's it. Fun. If you're in a similar boat, please do this. Uh, Beetlejuice the musical, very funny, very, very raunchy. I've never heard. I mean, there's there's more serious stage musicals that have adult themes like cabaret or what have you. Uh, I've never heard so much swearing, sexual innuendos, vague groping in a show. It truly brings that body Beetlejuice energy to the stage. There you go. Looks incredible. Uh, Like there's a. There was a sandworm puppet. There's really cool makeup effects. I was really hoping for we did not get lady cut in half or flat guy when you go to the nether realm, but we did <laughs> get big dude. guy with little head. Shrunken yeah. head guy, he's in there. Yeah. He like comes out in a tuxedo. Miss Argentina's there, all your friends. See, he most he of your died friends. in his tuxedo. <laughs> <laughs> no, he he's like a a headhunter, whatever. I think that's the joke in the movie. He comes out in that like married. safari outfit. But then for the curtain call, they, okay. they, they put a tuxedo on him yeah. then because they're like, you, we know you all love little head guy. Here he is. <laughs> uh, really. Such a fun time. Fun top to bottom. I really recommend this if you have the opportunity to see it. It was great for the whole family. We cool. got to do it again. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, your your description of the oh, you have something else. Go ahead. <laughs> In the program, the guy who played Otho, I think. Not as much Otho in the stage musical as there is in the movie. They did make some changes to this story. But in his little bio in the program, it's listing off his credits. And like, you know, a lot of these actors, they will have been voices on soundtracks or in movies and TV or something. This guy's bio lists that he was Pokemon and then parentheses several. So I've yet to look him up and find out which several, which ones are you? I don't know if it's more impressive to tell us which Pokemon or to just say, I don't know, but I'm a couple of them. Right. <laughs> or, that's like, most impressive to be several Pokemon. To, like, you voiced several of the Pokemon themselves or were voices in I, several different Pokemon shows? I, I think it's several different Pokemon. I, let me look at this. I got my I, playbill right here. Yeah. Has the black and white stripes like his, his pants. We all know. So many black and white stripes there. Cause I My mind went straight to, oh, he was in several of the shows since most of the Pokemon no. just say their name and that's it. That's the only thing they say. Abe Goldfarb. He's voiced Pokemon. Parentheses. Several. There you go. Gotta look him up later. <laughs> well, your uh, your d- d- description of the diner that you went to reminded me of two things. First of all, don't the call theater, this a diner. The don't call this a diner. Went, this is a, a bistro, if anything. It will, so the header that we went to when you came to visit uh, that has a small little diner restaurant attached to, mm. <laughs> to it. Uh, but then there was in in Northern Virginia, where I where I grew up, there was a, another diner 
but it was not the diner of what you typically think of. This felt like just this decadent like place that you would go like i i would expect to see like the italian mob there just oh that's where i want to go but it was also diner food like that was it but like everything just looked fancy and i like it just completely (laughs) different vibe from silver (laughs) diner which is like you know 50s style like sock hop let's go right um yeah just completely different vibe i want to eat an extremely opulent patty melt <laughs> crime is my favorite type of restaurant i really wish that was a filter you could put on like yelp or something a restaurant that looks like they do crime there but in a good way <laughs> this is this is where like the five families meet right this you, isn't more like the goons that. go after a job you want that or the one that has like the shady booth in the corner with some mysterious guy always sitting there mysterious guy (laughs) oh man um yeah that'd be that'd be interesting i I, i'm sure you could find some more like pop-up style like here's the murder restaurant right where like no i I don't i want to eat in a real real old restaurant i want to eat in a fancy old restaurant (laughs) that's something i've noticed about my life in comparison to how many movies you watch i i'm never in a restaurant that feels like it's very old Hmm. but you'll see that in a movie like you'll see (laughs) you understand somebody's like steakhouse that truly feels lived in and you're like i've just been to the outback steakhouse it's probably been here since 2003 (laughs) i guess i I mean yeah i i feel like fancier restaurants can sometimes be in older historical buildings and stuff like that but i don't know if i've been in one that would count towards your old restaurant criteria i don't know if that's the right word or not (laughs) (laughs) do you think in decades to come that there will be uh 40 years from now little teenager film nerds who see a chilies in an old movie and they're like that's the vibe i want to eat at the chilies that's where it really went down yeah, I could spend four whole hours in there, man. Just doing nothing <laughs> but reading. Be great. <laughs> Did you hear they used to have this thing called two for twenty, and you could get like two <laughs> meals for twenty dollars? You were the legend of that Chili's. You were somebody else's legend in that time. I I I thought about going back. Um, <laughs> When when I was in Richmond last week, so I I I went to that chilies that historical chilies put up your own plaque right, my, my face right there. I signed the picture. Um, no, that, so I I thought about going back because I had the dinner plans one night that at the last minute got canceled, and so I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do that night. Um, I almost got to go to a free production of um oh now my mind just went blank uh what's the shakespeare play that we watched the black and white 
version of Oh, Much on. Ado About Nothing. Yes. Almost went to go see a a free student run production of that. I saw people like outside the building and I saw them getting let in. But I, I thought that they were like the actual like students there for like a class or something mm. like that. So I didn't like think about it or like look at it, anything. And then like. Half an hour, 40 minutes later, it it was like much ado about nothing starts at seven admission free. And I was just like, oh, man, if I had known, like, I, I honestly kind of would have went to that and just spend my night like, let's go watch right. a play and tell Melissa that's, I went to the, go see much the ado number about one nothing. thing I'm constantly telling you to do. If you go to one play, I will watch a playthrough of that Spider-Man game. <laughs> this is our trade. <laughs> <laughs> deal <laughs> one unit of theater for one unit of video game <laughs> there you go good stuff it's it's funny that you mentioned kids on a class going to this play i remembered that like 10 years ago i had a friend in college and i went down to the college to visit him for the weekend and see the college's production of romeo and juliet he was telling me that he saw in like some like campus Facebook group or something like that earlier that day. Somebody sent out a post that said, anyone want to get turned up and go see the school play? <laughs> yes. Amazing. <laughs> and in such a massive university, there probably is multiple, you know, it's, it's a thriving theater, theater scene, just like the school play, the right. one. <laughs> yeah. yeah don't even sure. know the name just name just no school just no play <laughs> let's get drunk and go who cares let's just go watch it have fun um but but yeah i, I missed that so i did not get to go but uh before well, that's the thing about shakespeare the thing about Shakespeare is that you will have 100 more chances in your life oh, to yeah. see much ado about nothing without leaving your own city. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but before we go into housekeeping, one more thing about dead people we can talk about here. Uh, uh -huh. Melissa, remember when DC Comics had everyone vote to kill Jason Todd? Right. You called in. I don't know yep. if there was an operator yeah. at the other line who you physically had spoke to. Line, yeah, <laughs> the, the kill Jason so, Todd hotline. Some poor person was to listen to somebody say, "Yes, kill the boy, please." Thank you. <laughs> Click. That's one vote for kill the boy. <laughs> <laughs> Fill out the tally sheet. Right. Yeah. One eight hundred. Kill now. <laughs> <laughs> 1-800-BATMAN, NO! <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that was a, a thing that happened a long time ago, and that's what they did. Everyone v v v voted for Jason Todd to die in the comics, mm -hmm. and that's the story that they wrote and they published, and that's kind of what's been the origin story then for, for the, the end of Jason Todd slash the origin story for... Uh, Red Hood. Um, but uh, DC Comics announced at New York Comic Con this past week, which is a thing that happened. I didn't really look up all the comic related announcements uh -huh. that happened there. Um, 
but uh, I did see that they said they are they've decided to publish the alternate ending. Uh, so oh, if, nice. If if yeah, if everyone had v- voted to keep him alive, uh, they they had that story ready to go. <laughs> they've, they've just never printed it. They've never published it. And they're like, you know, one eight hundred save boy. Yeah. One eight hundred Joker. No. <laughs> <laughs> Joker. No. And Joker. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, 1-800-JOKER, yes, to kill Jason Todd. So I'm I'm kind of interested in that. I like whenever that actually comes out, I kind of want to read that story and see what happens. Um, Right. It's nice. I've heard about this in a lost media video uh, that people after the the comic where he dies was released people were like well what was the turnaround time here they must have at least started to draft the version where he lived to get this published in time depending on how the the, the they phone probably had the went. next issue like started right like the, the yes. script or something right yeah so like somebody there was a release or a leak of like a couple penciled pages and people were like is this all there was was there more will we ever find out I'm really happy to know that this loop is closed. We will get to learn the full story of Jason Todd lives. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I like when I posted that in one of the discords that I'm in, one person commented and was like, that's strange. Why now? Like, well, why are they publishing this now? I, I don't have a real answer for, for that, but DC Comics did also announce that they are kind of revamping relaunching uh their elsewhere worlds line they're like what if batman but it was all steampunk what if it was uh you know the dc comics characters but sword and sorcery you know all of that stuff um so yeah they they that could potentially be a thing right of of like what if they just did a, a history of the DC universe and how it would differ if Jason Todd mm-hmm. lived? That'd be that's inter- fun. Inter- in- interesting, yeah. Um, so I don't know, but I, I just thought that I, was fun. Thank you. You you know I love lost media news, as rare as it is. Indeed. Uh, but with that, I say we take a quick break for some housekeeping. Uh, and then we'll get into the like smaller second half of the show here. So we'll be right mm-hmm. back. Here at The Whatnots, we make multiple different shows and a lot of hard work goes into making them. So we would love it if you check them all out. If you enjoy our shows, patreon.com slash The Whatnots is the best place to show your support. For just a dollar a month, you can get early access to episodes and at our $3 tier, a Patreon exclusive podcast, The Pilots Club. You can even get a shout out and thank you on most of our shows at the $5 tier. And if you're one of our patrons already, thank you so much. It means the world to us. You can find out more information on our website, thewhatnots.com, as well as your favorite podcasting platform of choice. When you type in the whatnots, all of our shows will pop up right there. Just don't forget to give us a nice rating and review if you like the shows. You can also find us on YouTube and Twitch for video versions of the shows, trailer reactions, and live streams. And lastly, we have merch. 
If you want to grab yourself a shirt or a hoodie or a mug or something else, head over to the whatnots.com slash store to pick up some merch today. All right, welcome back. Once again, a big shout out to all of our Patreon supporters. Love you a lot. Thank, Thank you. you. It means a ton. Uh, over on the Pilots Club this month, October 2023, we got to talking about the amazing screw on head. This was a pilot episode for an animated show uh, that is based off of the Mike Mignola comic. And not only is it based off the comic, but the artwork in the show is based off of Mignola's artwork. Uh, so if you know his style, if you like that stuff, this might be something uh, that you want to check out because it's uh, it's also much more comedic than I, I think I was expecting. Uh, so it's certainly an odd one to talk about here. But uh, good old uh, spooky, spooky pilot episode for the Pilots Club. That one was good. It was fun. Mm -hmm. um, what are we doing right next month? Uh, God, what did I did I say? I right, mean, I same. I also forgot. need to be reminded. Uh, I will figure that out, and everything will be revealed next week. All will be revealed. <laughs> I you told me. I said. We no, both uh, know. Um, <laughs> it just dropped out of our heads. I should know this. I do know this. I just remembered. Uh, we are watching next month. We are watching the pilot for Manifest. Uh, the oh! show that I think was on NBC and then Netflix picked it up for its fourth and final season about an airplane taking off from Jamaica to New York. Uh, and then when it lands, they learn that the plane had disappeared for five and a half years. But to everyone Ooh. on the plane, it, like nothing happened. It they, they like they just took off and landed like normal. Um, and so it's about them, like trying to reconnect with their lives and their families and all of that stuff. So that is what we are covering on the Pilots Club next month. So be on the lookout for that. Um, Right here on the captain's log this Past week, we got to t talk about some good garage sale finds. Melissa, you bought a bunch of beanie babies, among other things. Yes. Uh, I got to talk about uh, an F1 camera guy that is just on one. He's doing some weird things, and I'm hoping for the race this weekend that I get to see something else. Uh, the, the race this weekend is in More Austin, butt Texas. shots. Yeah, something. More butt shots in F1. That's what we need. Um <laughs> And then strange B-roll for news broadcast. Just weird mundane videos mm -hmm. for news broadcast, but before they got to the news broadcast, which just all, all this mundane stuff. <laughs> right. Think about if you see fun. a little blurb about holiday shopping on the news that involved a camera person following a family around Target for like an hour to put yep. that together there's a raw <laughs> raw footage of just family <laughs> target yep there you go pre-vlog vlogs <laughs> yeah, right yeah exactly it's like shopping asmr newsreel asmr if that's the thing i don't know mm. uh but then over on the review show it has been our horror month uh, as we typically do, we pack the month full of all kinds of horror movies or shows or comics. 
Uh, and this past week, uh, we got to talk about the sci-fi horror film The Faculty, uh, which has a pretty star-studded cast, a bunch of actors that you guys might recognize both uh, at, at, like as stars Students, a young Elijah Wood. Mm. Uh, if you guys uh, know Mia Toretto from the Fast and Furious movie, she's in that, right? No, that's, yeah. Right, that's her name? Yeah, yeah. In, in Mia thing. Toretto hyphen O'Connor, probably. Right. Don't yeah. know for sure. They never addressed uh, whether Mia took her husband's name or not in any of these movies. Uh, yes something uh but 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 yeah that was an absolutely fun m- movie uh some real silly stuff some good cgi uh a little meta it was also uh the screenplay was written by the guy that that wrote skirt scream so scream good, good fun times with that uh and almost last but not least we have a new episode of the reactor core out. we do first time Ooh. in a while first time in a while indeed uh we got to talking about loki season two melissa you and i talked about episodes one and two we are covering that in two episode chunks uh so we'll have another one of those in a couple weeks here so be on the lookout for all of that last but not least the last thing of that is housekeeping but also I'm just excited about it anyway. Uh-huh. Is I started our two week trial for our new hosting provider, our, our new like podcast hosting service. And so I'm in the process of tr- transferring all our episodes over there, making sure everything's all right as rain. Everything's in the right order. Um, so I have two weeks to get all of that straightened out. I already have an, uh, an, an issue that I need to work with them to, to mm. figure out, but I'm excited for this new hostings harvest. Uh, I think it will simplify a lot of things on our end and then make, make it easier on listeners um, out there. But all that goes to say, Hey, if at the end of the month slash the start of November uh, in 2022, I don't know if you're maybe listening to this some other time. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> end, end of the month, maybe start of next month. Uh, just keep an eye out on the RSS feed in case there's any kind of wonkiness from switching it over um, to that new thing. You may have to like unsubscribe and resubscribe to the podcast feed there to make everything work. It You shouldn't need to. But you never know. Sometimes it gets funky. Um, but yeah, that's it. To the left. Pro- process has begun. Take it back now, y'all. One up this time. Unsubscribe. <laughs> Resubscribe. Get funky now. <laughs> um, there you go. Melissa, Tony Stark died yesterday. How are you feeling? I feel taps about it. Right. It's, uh... October 18th, 2023, when we are recording this, and according to the MCU, Tony Stark saved us from Thanos uh, yesterday. I thought that was an interesting, fun, fun what? Yeah, here. Uh, when I watched Pour Endgame, I didn't think homie. about what time of year is it? Is the pumpkin spice latte in season? Right. And now what, I know that it how, was. <laughs> yeah. I feel like uh, both him and Pepper Potts are real into the pumpkin spice stuff. 
Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, but that's like that was also a weird detail for me to see is like like I, I still think about a lot of the MCU taking place in the near future. Right. Mm hmm. But that's also the thing about the near future is it's only near, which means I'll get to it. I did. I got <laughs> to it. It it's came. Simple. It happened yesterday. We got to the day from Back to the Future 2. We did that yep. in like uh, 2015, like in that yeah. episode of Mr. Robot. We got to the, the day in Akira, right? That all, all of that stuff. What else? What else will we lap? I need a this day in fictional history notification every day. It has to be something like that. Let me see. This day in fictional history there you go autofill fictional dash history dot com let's see what happened in fictional is under construction what for how long since when until when they didn't date this at all um the closest thing i think i can get is october 1st um October 1st, 1990, Peter Wayland is born in Mumbai, India. Is that I, is, Wayland is Yutani? He, is he one of the... Right, is he one of the founders of Wayland Yutani? It must be. What does this one say? Can I do that one? Uh, on this day in fictional history, again, this is October 1st, uh, Castle Wyvern is sacked by Vikings in 994. I in what, what property? Yeah. <laughs> we need a, like a list of fictional Gar oh, birthdays. Gargoyles. Gargoyles. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, Worth knowing. Uh, Important. Thank you. Yes, it is Wayland Yutani, as that one is uh, from Prometheus mm. specifically. A Libra. Let's see. Uh, what is today? October eighteenth. Okay. Here's here's October eighteenth. Okay. <clears throat> On this day in fictional history, October 18th, Ross Geller is born. Happy birthday, Ross <laughs> Geller. Wow, another Libra. Talk about a friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> we shall. Uh, see, Mitchell 100 gains the ability to control machinery in 1999. This is from the comic book Ex Machina, uh, which I believe is written by Brian oh. K. Vaughn. One of my yeah. favorite comic book writers. Yes. Brian um, 100? Mitchell 100. Mitchell 100? Yep. Mitchell 100. <laughs> that is the name. Uh, October 18th, Tara Branford is born from the Final Fantasy franchise, but they don't say which one. So. <laughs> Not helpful. Not helpful. Um, those were the only three that they had on here for October. At 18th. my at my office, we used to in mm -hmm. in pre pandemic days when it was your birthday. The person with the previous birthday in the department brought in a treat for you, and then you brought in a treat for the next person whose birthday it was. And they'd send out a little email saying it's your birthday. Here's the thing we like about you. Here's a fun fact or whatever. Uh, and, and you can go get some brownies. 
and we somebody started doing like you share a birthday with these people. So mm-hmm. when my birthday was coming up, I sent an email to the person who was responsible for sending out the email about my birthday. And I'm like, I want you to include that I share a birthday with Fox Mulder, not David Duchovny, fictional character Fox Mulder. Yep. <laughs> it's very uh, specific and I'm very proud of it. Here's so here's October 13th. Here's everything that happened on October 13th. Batman's first clash with the Joker. Wow. DC Comics. In what continuity? What issue may I read it? It it, will. It would have been his first appearance of the Joker then. Right. Or. Well, I don't know if this is like, I guess so. Or if if it's like Batman later reminiscing. I remember when I first fought the Joker. It was October 13th. This must be Silver Age and not like original, original, because, you know, like the the original has that almost more like not not clowny look, but he has a uh-huh. he, he has a certain look to, 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 to him. That's not the like looks jokery modern. Yeah. Interpretation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. That was a terrible description. Um, <laughs> October 13th, Beverly Crusher is Born in Copernicus City, Luna, in 2324. Cool. She's the doctor on the USS Enterprise. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Another birthday buddy. Um, Another Final Fantasy one. Vincent Valentine is born. There you go. Uh, Yep, you have Fox Mulder. Born in 61. In the X-Files. What else you got here? Uh... Le Cirque de Reveille opens in London in 1886 at nightfall from the Night Circus. Oh, okay. I might know that. Um, The Witches Festival is celebrated in Tamriel from the Elder Scrolls, the popular video game series. Um. Here we go from Vampire Diaries. Jeremy Gilbert is born in Mystic Falls in 1994. Okay, a youngin, not one of the mm-hmm. vampires. Maybe he becomes a vampire later, but he's not like decades old. And that's all they have for October 13th. They only have one for November 19th, my birthday. And it's Who from is it? One Piece, the anime. It's hey. Ben Beckman is born. That's it. <laughs> Don't know what one of those is. There you go. Um, those are, are the, the fictional day in history. All of that stuff. Nice. Nice to know. Didn't know I shared a birthday with Beverly Crusher. Yeah, indeed. Uh, let's see. Only other thing that I have really have on here for the list of Captain's Log stuff. I've been watching Our Flag Means Death season two. Speaking of pirates. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I am super happy that that show is back. There's currently five episodes out as of us recording this i think episode six comes out tomorrow um okay thursday i believe but uh fantastic stuff so so far so i'm super mm, happy i've just that shows back it's so good me too i i've been busy i only had time to watch the first episode so far because i had a half an hour and i'm like well that's not enough time for mind hunter that i have yeah. to watch for review show like this is one uh gay pirate shows in length i will watch one of those i have to go to a pirate birthday this weekend 
and I, I don't have time to catch up, but I, I, I feel like I am supposed to. I know there will be references to it. We're going to a pirate bar. But I know oh. there's also going to be like, I'm going to have to pretend that I've seen all of Our Flag Means Death and One Piece also. Pirates are I, big this year. One, one Piece is so impossibly large that you could spend the rest of your life trying to catch up. I, I know people it. who are working on it. I know several people who are working on it. Uh, yeah. And then there was that live action show and folks are like, you watch this. Like yeah. I watched one. And I'm like. Seems good. I had seems this like nice. we, I've had this weird feeling with some things lately where I'm like, I know I would have loved this mm. 10 or 15 or 20 years ago. But me and this thing just missed each other completely. I'm not at the stage in my life right now to love this thing the way other people love this thing. I can yeah, wrong place, enjoy wrong it and respect it and appreciate it. Right. I miss the boat on this pirate anime. Oh, well. It happens, right? <laughs> what are you g- g- gonna do? Can't do what much. am I gonna do? That's my eternal question. Ignore it. <laughs> That's what you're, right. you're gonna do. Move on to something else. <laughs> Good stuff. Uh, well, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I guess that is about it. I was gonna say, is there any other housekeeping stuff? But we're already got, way past housekeeping. No, we did the housekeeping. I've got one. I've got one unit of show and tell. Uh, It was my birthday this past weekend. You may also know it as the birthdays of Beverly Crusher and Fox Mulder. Uh, (laughs) My brother James got me this thing, which I had my eye on. It's from Super Yaki. That's the same site where I got my written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan shirt. Okay. It is a Austin Powers silk scarf. Amazing. Look at it. It's just like a beautiful purple and pink and blue silk scarf. Yeah. Beautifully printed with various Austin Powers iconography. He's on there. Dr. Evil's on there. Sexy Fembot, Vanessa Kensington. The British. This is Shagadelic and stuff on it. Right. A big boy. I I yeah. had my eye on it and then I never bought it, but my brother bought it for me. That's the awesome. same. Right? I I'm so happy to have this. Now I got to find outfits where I can wear my Austin Powers scarf. Right. You you can have your little like neck tie like I know red from Scooby Doo, but it's a little little Austin Powers scarf. I wear it to this pirate party. Pirates love a scarf of some kind. There you go. Austin Powers would be all about the booty. Absolutely. And with that, let's uh, let's wrap things up. <laughs> um, Melissa, where can people find you on the Internet? I have a letterboxed at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. I've only had the emotional energy to put up one review so far. I promise I will do more. There you go. Good stuff. Uh, you guys can find me at Yo Kyle Springer on most of the social media places. And if you'd like to stay up to date with all of the stuff that we do here at The Whatnots, we are at The Whatnots on most social media. Uh, if not, then we're at The Whatnots official. Uh, but please go like, share, and subscribe. You guys know the deal with all of that. If you're checking this out on YouTube, go check out one of our other videos. we got plenty more. But yeah, this has been number 256 of The Whatnots Captain's Log. We will see you all next time. Bye. Bye.